Hi everybody, the Complex PTSD guy here. Today I'll start out, um, I'll point out that I'm not a doctor or psychiatrist. I'm just a guy living with complex PTSD and I'm sharing my own ideas and experiences. I'm going to do um, one more movie review and this is like one of the last I'm going to do for quite some time. I feel like this this particular movie is so spot on when it comes to an example, a perfect example of an, a person who's abused growing up and how they turn into the abuser. So if you want to watch it, I think you can find the movie on YouTube. I don't know if it's on Hulu or... They did a mo more modern version of this in 2014. I personally... I, I can't recommend anything but the 1987 version, which is what I grew up with. And it is it is so spot on. It doesn't have amazing reviews with Rotten Tomatoes. It has horrible reviews of Rotten Tomatoes, but I don't care. I grew up with it, and it's always been, it's just spot on. The ending scene, too, is very memorable. Um, so the movie is Flowers in the Attic. It came out in 1987, the film version. It's based on the 1979 novel of the same name by the author V.C. Andrews. And I did not know this until recently, but B.C. Andrews, she actually makes a cameo in the film. Um, so in the film, uh, in the movie, there's a scene where the kids are trying to escape from the mansion. Um, and it's like, I think it's raining and they almost fall off the roof. And the next morning, it's daytime, it's sunny and bright outside. There's a maid wa uh, washing the windows. And that is the author, V.C. Andrews. Um, which I thought was so interesting. Um, this film version, 1987, was directed by Jeffrey Bloom. However, I will point out the ending, if I'm not mistaken, was directed by somebody else. Um, he didn't do the ending. Um, the main characters are Louise Fletcher. She plays the grandmother, the evil grandmother named Olivia. She also played Nurse Ratchet in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Victoria Tennant plays Corinne, who is the one I'm kind of focusing on the most here. Christy Swanson plays Kathy, the teenage daughter. Jeb Stewart Adams plays Chris, her brother, who's also a teenager. Lindsay Parker plays Carrie, and Ben Gainter plays Corey. And they're supposed to be five-year-old twins. They look a little older than that, but that's how old they're supposed to be. Most of the scenes were filmed at Castle Hill, which is a mansion in Ipswich, Massachusetts. Um, but I'll just get into this. So the main character, Corinne, um, by the way, the book version is very different, in my opinion, way more in depth, um, very different from the movie version. Um, but I'm more of a visual learner, so I'm reviewing the movie. Um, the main character, Corinne, is about, I shouldn't say she's the main character. She's the second main character. The main character is the teenage daughter, um, but Corinne is a mother in her 40s. She has four kids and her husband's just passed away. So she moves in with her own parents who are in this mansion home. Corinne's parents disowned her years ago. Olivia, who's the, the grandmother in the movie, is a religious fanatic. And that is Corinne's mother. <clears throat> you soon find out that the mom, Corinne, married her own father's half-brother. I don't know how that's even legal. So the grandmother never wanted her own husband, Corinne's father, to know of this arrangement. Um, but I think he actually did know about the arrangement between his brother and Corinne, but he never knew that Corinne ever had kids with him. Um, 
So there was this disowning going on because of the relationship, but it was never known to her father that that they had children. That's a huge part of the whole show, the movie. And since um, it's not ever known that she ever had kids with her biological uncle, she's still in line to inherit money from her father once he dies. And we see right away that the father's very sick. He's going to die soon. So the mom moves back in with her parents, and we soon see that her mother's very physically abusive to her. So again, this is the mother in her 40s. Her own mother, who in the movie I'm guessing is in her 60s or maybe early 70s, she's very abusive to Corinne, and she actually whips her with a bullwhip. And so Corinne is basically relying on an abuser to provide for her. Her mother is the abuser. And soon, later in the movie, we will see Corinne turn into her mother. I know we're early into into this review, but I want to point out that this is really kind of a huge metaphor. This whole movie is a metaphor for abused people either turning into their abuser, relying on an abuser, and being kind of caught in a web of living in an abusive world. I'll just keep it short and simple and say that. The mom soon shows the kids that she's being whipped, but if she stays and puts up with this torture, she can inherit a lot of money and then take care of the kids. Not long after this, uh, we'll kind of find out that this isn't totally accurate in a big way. But I will say, in my opinion, the mom Corinne doing this, she's slowly turning into her own mother, the grandmother. Because she's being a thoughtless teacher. That's a term I kind of made up in the last podcast. She's teaching her own kids that abuse gets you to places you need to go. That's a horrible thing to teach to your kids. It's counterintuitive. Of course, money helps us all get places, but you shouldn't teach your children that money and safety and security come from being abused. That's, that's a stupid message. Um, in the movie, we begin to see the grandkids, so Kathy, Chris, and the other two, the little ones, they start to spend a lot of time in the attic, and that's where the title comes from, Flowers in the Attic. The kids are basically locked away in their bedroom, which is, it's a big bedroom, there's a bathroom attached to it. The kids are locked away in their bedroom for the foreseeable future, so that way the grandfather never knows of their existence. And the attic is the one place they can kind of look out the window and feel the breeze, And they spend months and months and months up in this attic. They're just shut away. The grandmother starts to suspect that Corinne's oldest children, Kathy and Chris, are having an ancestral relationship, much like their own mother had with with her own father's half-brother. The book version goes way more into that topic, and I'm not going to go into that because that's that's not good. Um... But yeah, if you want to read more about that, go check out the book, Flowers in the Attic. Um, they also did a an extended part called Petals in the Wind, B.C. Andrews. Um, that's the, the version. Petals in the Wind is the kids grown up, and even more crazy stuff happens. Um, but I'm not getting into that. We then see some of the more dramatic scenes where the grandmother starts to torture the grandkids by not allowing them um, out at all. Um, she starts basically starving them, and she even chops off the teenage daughter's hair. 
uh, we see a shift begin to occur with the mother Corinne. And this is so important to my whole point of why I'm doing this podcast. The mother starts to shift into an abuser. This is the same shift I discussed in yesterday's podcast. When you grow up under an abusive caretaker's thumb, many times you may end up turning into them or seeking or seeking help and finding healing in your life. There's just two options in my opinion. You become them or you get the hell out and you get some help. This isn't a perfect this is a perfect example of what I'm talking about when it comes to Corinne's character in this movie. This is 100% spot on. She is turning into the abusive grandmother, her own mother, in the sense that she is neglecting her kids. We then see the kids start to become sick, like physically sick. They're malnourished, they're pale, they look like they're about to die, and actually one of them does die. The little boy dies, Corey. So there's major neglect going on. And as I mentioned earlier, there's this escape scene um, where V.C. Andrews, the author, makes a cameo. It's kind of around this point, I think, in the movie. She's the window washer after the kids make a failed attempt to escape through the attic window. Um, And she actually passed away, I believe, in 1986. And this movie came out in 1987. So while this movie is being made, she must have passed away within six to eight months of it coming out. Um, I won't cover everything that happens in this movie. I want to keep this podcast, this review, inside of one podcast. Um, I'm doing this review more to focus on the shift that the mother took part in, where she began abusing the kids just the way her own mother abused her. Neglect, again, being a big part of it, as well as real abuse. But I will say, part of the sickness that is affecting the kids, and this is a huge scene right here, Part of the sickness that is affecting the kids, we come to find out, is actually because the mother, Corinne, is actually putting arsenic on the cookies that they're eating. Like, they show a scene where the mom is shaking out this powder, and the kids love these powder cookies. They're like their treats, their dessert. But they don't know that there's arsenic until the older brother, he realizes that it's arsenic. The mom herself is poisoning her own kids, Because we soon find out, according to the family will, if it's ever discovered that Corinne ever had kids from her marriage to her uncle, she would be disinherited. She'll never get the money from her dad. And the kids find the will where it says that. So the kids realize they were never intended to live. They're going to die like their little brother. It said that Corinne knew of this all along and had no intention of trying to save her own kids. So she's in it for herself, for the money. We soon find out that she's engaged to a wealthy bachelor and she's about to get married. So the kids figure out a way of getting out of the room um, and they crash the wedding. So in the final scene, it was actually remade. Um, The final scene was not shot in the mansion in Massachusetts. It was actually shot in a mansion in Beverly Hills called Greystone Manor. This is the same mansion where they filmed the movie Death Becomes Her. Um, it's, there's a lot of movies that were filmed at this mansion. There were even some Mariah Carey music videos that were filmed there, like We Belong Together. It's a very famous mansion where a lot of movies were filmed. Um, anyway, this final scene is what was most memorable as a kid. You see the teenage daughter with her chopped off hair, and she's wearing this old-fashioned dress from like the late 1800s to early 1900s. 
um, like a Victorian dress. Um, and we also see the kids confront the mother while the wedding ceremony is happening. And this, the daughter pulls a cookie out, one of the arsenic cookies, and she shoves it in the mom's face and tells her to eat it. And they let the, everybody at the wedding know that they're her children and the mother was going to be disinherited if anybody knew that she had kids. So all these people are in total shock. They have no idea she has kids and they're like, who are these people? And um, they can see that they're sick too. They're physically not well. Um, so we see the daughter pushing this cookie in the mother's face, telling her to eat the cookie. Um, and they get into a scuffle and they're out on like a balcony, sort of, out at this big mansion. And as the, the daughter and the mother are fighting, the mother falls off the balcony and her wedding veil gets caught and strangles her to death. So Corinne ends up uh, falling victim to, you know, the situation she created, which unfortunately she originally was a victim of, and then she became the abuser in. So sort of a lesson, you know, don't become the abuser because it'll catch up to you. Um, but again, this is just a, a movie where I think 100% it's so on point. If you want to see how um, an abused person ends up becoming an abuser. It's such a well put together movie, in my opinion. Um, again, it was based off the book by the same name, Flowers in the Attic, by V.C. Andrews. And this review I did was of the 1987 film version. A more modern version was done on Lifetime, I think in 2014. I haven't seen it, and there is no way that it's as good as this one. Um, this is just a classic. But again, that's the last um, uh, review I'm going to do for a while. I'm going to go back to more of my original type of podcast. But I wanted to include this movie in these reviews because... It's so perfect for complex PTSD. Um, the type of abuse and that it's going on to the children and it's long term. Um, the kids that are in this movie, Flowers in the Attic, would, in my opinion, be like perfect candidates for people who end up with complex PTSD. But anyway, that's uh, the end of this review and this is the Complex PTSD guy signing off.